Just a reminder, everyone, the topics covered in this podcast are general in nature. They haven't taken into account your personal circumstances, and it's important to seek personal financial advice if you want to address any of the subject matter. Welcome to the Money Men. I'm Steve May. I'm here with Luke Stiles. How you going, Steve? Good. Uh, this is the edition that will hit the airwaves on the 9th of June, but yep. we're actually recording it on the 8th of June. Which is a Wednesday, which is, is unusual for us, it but is. We're we, we, busy. Usually, we usually record on a Thursday or a Friday, don't we? But um, yep. we've got a bit on this week, we so do. we're getting in early. That's it. General advice warning, which mm-hmm. you would have just heard from Luke at the yep. beginning of the show. Yep. This is general in, uh, in nature. We're not giving advice to do anything personally. Mm-hmm. All right, last couple of weeks, uh, last fortnight, what have the markets done? What's the uh, what's the Aussie market done, the ASX? Um, down probably? Yeah, down, down about half a percent yeah, for the fortnight. Cool. Sounds uh, a lot worse than that, doesn't it? It does. Doesn't it? With, you listen to all the, all the hype and news. With um, everything going on and yeah. we're recording this in the morning and, yeah. you know, they're predicting that the market will be up. For the day, so you know, it could be for, it could yeah. be for the fortnight that it's fairly yeah. flat. Yeah, the market, Australian market, dropped well a little bit yesterday as a yeah. result of the Reserve Bank interest rate yeah. announcement, which yeah. we'll get into as part of the show. Yeah. Um, US, what's the S and P five hundred done? Up about three and a, up and a, up about three point seven percent for the fortnight. Yeah. So you know that follows probably that anyone that's in a growthy type superannuation investment option mm-hmm. would probably be up. For the yeah. last couple of weeks, yeah, yeah. Despite all the fear yeah. and noise, but, and, you know, don't, don't, don't go. Two weeks, in, you know, mm. don't go looking at it all mm. the time. No, and, no, you know, no. each fortnight, that's that's not going to be good for your health. Yeah, prob- um, uh, if, uh, direct property, you know, residential property seems to be slowing a little bit. Yeah, um, probably will do a bit more, but um, we'll get a property person on sometime soon, soon to have yes. a chat about that. That's okay, it. what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about, on the back of a discussion I had with uh, a friend named Amir yesterday, um, who asked me about um, micro-investing. Mm-hmm. We actually have done an episode that, that, that covered off on micro-investing um, maybe a year ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought we'll just spend a few minutes um, discussing some of the questions that Amir has. Mm-hmm. Um, then we talk about building wealth uh, and you know what the focus should be on when you should be on when you're looking to um, you know plan for the future yep. around your wealth. And then we're going to talk briefly about how much money a person can gift in Australia um, and the potential consequences of doing so. Yep. That, that right? That's yeah, that's exactly talk. right. Yep. And it's yep. one that, one that, a question that comes up probably more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about that. So we've got a you know, bit of a packed agenda today, mm-hmm. again, as we usually do. So let's, let's hook in. We've yep. got... Um, the RBA, uh, Reserve Bank of Australia, came out yesterday and announced that they were increasing the official interest rate by 0.5%. Yep. Um, and that has caused hysteria. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to one of the morning shows before yep. I skipped into work this morning and um, oh, I was just... You know, 
just focusing, you know, and, and just all the bad news yeah. that they were, you know, predicting and uh, madness. madness. It was, yeah. it was, it was crazy. So um, I look out the window now, and everything, everything looks yeah, pretty, sun, pretty the, normal. The, the sun's sun, actually sun's shining. shining here um, outside the studio yeah, in Warner's Bay. Bay and that's it's probably it. shining elsewhere in the world that, too. That's know. it. But, um, but yeah, tell, yeah, tell us. Give us your take on that. I saw it. I read an article last night just prepping the show notes um, from the Sydney Morning Herald. Mm -hmm. um, And the title of the article, and it has since changed, but it's biggest hike in 22 years. Now, (laughs) let's let's unpack that for a second Mm -hmm. because that could lead you to think that interest rates have gone up the most in 22 years. Yeah, which, that would be what, that's know, what it's which designed is a, which, to make which, which, is a little, which is a little bit misleading, but mm-hmm. okay, so we know that the Reserve Bank put it up half a percent mm-hmm. or in, you know, technical lingo term, 50 basis points. That mm-hmm. might be uh, a, a, you know, statement you hear uh, thrown around. Mm-hmm. What does that actually translate into? What are we going to see? Well, we've now got an official interest rate or official cash rate at 0.85%. Mm-hmm. Um, still very low. Mm-hmm. And when it was close to 0.85%, I actually couldn't find a spot on the RBA chart when it when it has ever actually been 0.85%. Um, it was actually closer to 1% mm-hmm. in August 2019. So, mm-hmm. what? Almost three years ago, yeah. um, just, short, before, short. just before the yeah, just pandemic. before the pan- pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, when we see when we see a statement saying it's the biggest hike hike in twenty two years, I think it's a bit of a disingenuous mm. um, statement. They changed the headline, didn't they? To Oh, to something it's, like it's, it's been you know, the single biggest hike in a single board seating. in a single seating, you yeah, know. Yeah, so, yeah. so, and I guess, I guess, if we drill it down, that's technically what's happened. Mm. Remember, the RBA meet on a monthly basis. They make a call on the cash rate, um, whether to change it, move it, leave it, increase it, decrease mm. it, yeah. um, once a month in Australia. Yep. Um, and 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 so we just we just have to understand that yes it is technically the biggest single increase in a monthly board meeting in 22 years but it's still very low hmm. um, yeah. still as low as what it was or actually a little bit lower than what it was in 2019 late hmm. 2019 yeah. so let's not um, you know <laughs> let's not panic too much because most people as we've talked about before would have had a, that had a mortgage in 2019 were probably paying at that higher rate anyway mm-hmm. haven't really adjusted their repayments interest rates have trended down they're um, more. and they're paying they more too, yeah. yep and so as things come back up they've actually still got that um buffer you know that, that that buffer there mm-hmm. i heard okay well what, what does it actually mean well mm-hmm. you know if if we look at it a 50 basis point increase on a variable home loan on the average australian home loan which is apparently 600k is a 57 dollar week increase yep so yeah i think that's the average home loan in victoria or something um 260 dollars a month um which is a 50 dollars a week yeah um on an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage which is apparently the um average new south wales mortgage okay most of that average would be people in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, Eight hundred thousand mortgage. That's um, three hundred and twenty dollars a month. Um, as sorry, as a result of the total 075 percent increase since last month. Yeah. So okay, they gotcha. did 025 last month. Yeah. 0.5 this month. Yeah. Um, so all up, the the rate increases have meant you know. $320 a month for an $800,000 mortgage mm-hmm. and 260 a month for a $600,000 mortgage. So, you know, for those that are 
doing it really tight and have been only just able to make themselves afford um, the, the loan repayments at the lower rates, mm-hmm. well, it's going to have an impact. Yep. Um, and it will mean that they will spend less in other areas yep. to be able to pay their mortgage. Yep. Isn't that what it's designed to do? The it, interest it rate is, increase? Yes, so the increase is to take the stimulus out of discretion, a lot of discretionary expenditure that's probably occurring. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're, we're hearing these buzzwords of inflation, things getting more expensive. Um, they're more expensive because there's more capacity in the economy to actually pay for these things. And mm-hmm. so the RBA needs to be very careful that it doesn't... Sorry, the government and the Reserve Bank need to be careful that it doesn't spiral out of control. Mm. And so this is one of the mechanisms that this country has to manage that. Now, yep. it's not an exact science. Mm. I think everyone just needs to understand that. So what does the average partner have to do? Well, you know... Spend less than you earn. Mm-hmm. So, so if you've got a paycheck coming in, mm-hmm. spend less than you earn. Mm-hmm. Borrow less than you can afford. Mm-hmm. They're pretty simple tenants. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. But we often see, you know, the hysteria from the media and the journalists. You know, this fifty-seven dollar a week increase in you know average average payments. Well, I'll just wind it back and I'll probably be a bit unpopular for saying this, but if you're going to be out of a house because your increased repayment is, your payments have gone up by $57 a week, you're probably actually someone who probably shouldn't have a mortgage. Hmm. Um, oh, that's <laughs> strong words. Strong words. But I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying, but... if you don't have the capacity to weather that, hmm. you really need to think if you were the right person to actually engage in that level of debt, that hmm. if, it, if, if you're pushed by $57 a week, that you probably shouldn't have had that mortgage in the first place. So you know, again, might be unpopular for saying that, but if you can't, if you can't find that fifty-seven, then that's you know, I, I, I think that's largely on you. Yeah, I think as as we said, plenty of people will will be ahead in their mortgage um, as, as a result of, of, of yeah. making the extra repayments over and above what they've been required to over the past but, couple of years. But there'll be a massive cohort of people who have bought houses that have never seen an increase in their repayments. Mm, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. People who are on fixed rates at the moment, they may come out of fixed rates in the next one or two or three years and mm-hmm. find that their variable rate is, um, or the rate they go on to, either on fixed or variable, is you know the percent or two or three higher. Yep. Um, the you know what what those people should be doing right now is having a look at their household cash flow and putting aside extra money to compensate for that when the time comes. Yep. Yep. I, I, We'll move on quickly mm-hmm. because we don't want to dwell on interest rates too mm-hmm. much, but I'm going to put a link to the Reserve Bank of Australia's board meeting statement. Um, so maybe some advice for people out there listening. Rather than read what the... the yeah, rather than listen to the media hysteria. Media hysteria yeah. and, and their interpretation of what has been announced, go straight to the horse's mouth and see what they've had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and their overarching message is things are tracking okay mm-hmm. um, economically. They have some concerns around, you know, in price increases or inflation. Um, but the increase in interest rates today, which was announced yesterday, is all around um, taking away the extraordinary measures that were put in place to manage the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that says it all, doesn't it? We're yeah. not in the pandemic anymore. We, you know, some, yeah. people, some people might want to feel like they're stuck in the pandemic, yeah. but the reality is we're, we're not in the pandemic yeah. anymore. The government or this government, or effectively this independent government organisation, 
um, the Reserve Bank, um, are stating that the extraordinary measures that were put in place are now being wound back. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. and you, you did mention extraordinary measures, pandemic. So, and, and you did mention that it's an inexact, an inexact science. So, the government of the day um, put in place measures to stimulate the economy um, based on their knowledge and their expertise and what they you know, knew from the inexact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. No one had a crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah. So did they go overboard? Well, maybe in hindsight there was a bit too much stimulus, but you don't know that at the time. But that, that's exactly and right. And did the Reserve Bank need to reduce interest rates by as much as they did over that two-year period? Well, maybe, maybe not, but mm. who knows at the time. And, and, know it's, and, and it's easy to comment on yeah. with 2020 vision and, yeah. and look back and go, all right, well, these are the things that should have occurred. And because the government did this or because the Reserve Bank did that, we've now got this inflationary problem. Yeah, po- possibly you could you could argue that point. But as you said, no one had a crystal ball. We didn't mm. know where we were actually going. Mm. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Which... um, I guess it's fair to say, though, that you know, we're in a rising interest rate environment. Um, the reason is to... That's one of the levers to pull back discretionary spending and, and pull inflation um, back back in under control. So don't be scared. Mm. Maybe those out there have a bit of fun, tighten up the belts, mm. um, you know, around, you know, some budgeting. Yep. Um, and, you know, force force a bit of scarcity yeah, well, in, into your household budget. Yeah. Well, $50 a month is probably um, far less than a cup of coffee a day. It's 50, if, 50 if, a week, if, but if, yeah. Oh, 50 a week, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, it's not less than a cup of coffee a day, depending on where you buy coffee. But um, coffee's getting more expensive. But go to instant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All all we're saying is, you know, most people should be. Everyone out there knows how easy it is to spend fifty dollars. That is, Mm. you know. So that that's all you've really got to do. You've got Mm. to find that extra capacity. Um, And most people should be able to find it. Most people will pay their mortgage and uh, spend less in other areas. That's all that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. All that has to happen. Which is the intention. Yep. Okay. Very good. Interest rates. So so those interest rate rising interest rates will have an effect on, um, will actually have a positive effect on people who are saving money. All right. So in bank accounts. That's a good good point, Steve. So, you know, as interest rates go up, the bank's eventually, not as quickly as they put up mortgage rates, Mm -hmm. but they'll eventually put up deposit rates. Um, so people, you know, pro- possibly retirees, people saving for a purpose will get a little bit more interest on their yep. on their savings. Um, so, you know, there is a certain cohort of Australians who will benefit from it. Um, okay. I was uh, talking to a friend uh, last night named Amir. Um, I've known Amir for a year or so, I guess. Um, play a bit of sport with him. And he... Um, he asked me specifically whether we could do something around micro-investing. You know, so, and I thought, well, gee, we're recording in the morning. I'm not, not sure whether we can pull that together, but we're going to have a crack, all right? So, Amir, this <laughs> is for you. The, the, am- <laughs> the amount of discomfort this has caused me, Amir, is beyond words um, to be able to pull this together, but we're going to have a go. Right. But, but, you know, but basically, Amir's question was, you know, what do you think about micro-investing? Mm-hmm. Is it a good idea for people who are looking to start with small amounts of money mm-hmm. and uh, invest for the future? Okay, so um, 
But first of all, what is it? Micro-investing, it's basically this style of investing now where you can generally through the use of an app. Yep. Um, you can start investing in share market type investments yep. um, with as little as a dollar. And yes. you can make very small regular investments um, over time. Yeah, so um, you can make little contributions here yeah, and there. You yeah, don't need to... Yeah, it doesn't need to be regular. Can be, doesn't need to yep. be. Yep. Um, you can invest in... Um, you know, ETFs and various different types of managed investments mm-hmm. generally. Um, and it's uh, just a bit different from the old way um, or the traditional way of investing is that you might have had to have started with a couple of thousand dollars and there might be a minimum $100 a month or yep. something that yep. you need to do to, to keep and, the investment and, running. And yeah. brokerage and things and like and that. A lot, yeah. yeah, a lot of those little, correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I haven't, I'm not across them massively, but mm. a lot of those micro-investing apps, a lot of them have really low transaction costs mm. as far as, you know, buying into yeah. the underlying yeah. investment. Is that, mm. is yeah. that yeah. typically yeah. the trend? Yeah. I thought I'd just talk about a couple of examples. Um, and we were actually going to quickly mention um, an investment um, app or investment called Spaceship as, mm. as part of the episode anyway. Um, so, so Spaceship is a micro-investment um platform, yep. for want of a better word. Um, they've got a couple of products. One is a non-superannuation product mm-hmm. where you get the ability to choose to invest in one of, I think, three different, um, I guess, managed funds, yeah, um, okay. which, uh, you know, one is a you know an international shares type fund where they're picking what they think is going to be the best of the, in the international sectors. Yep. Um, one's an index style yep. um, approach and, and whatever. Now... You can start that with, I think, as little as, as nothing, all right? Start from zero, invest a dollar, um, and put a bit in here and there. Um, and there is only one fee that's, that is published um, mm-hmm. on that particular investment product, and that's a $2.50 a month um, investment fee. Yeah, so like right. a subscription fee to get access to it. Yeah, $2.50 a month. So, And I think that only kicks in once you've got $500. Up, up until then, yeah. it's free. Um, so, surely, like, uh, not that I know, I haven't looked at the product, but mm-hmm. surely if, like, you're going in a buy an exchange-traded fund or an index mm-hmm. fund or some type well, of managed fund, there'd have to be a, some fee in there, wouldn't it? There? Says, it says clearly that there is no investment management fee. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's interesting. We might talk about that again in a sec. Um, and then the superannuation product um, has, a, again, a number of different um options that you can invest in mm-hmm. um, and the superannuation product has a fee of 0.916% mm-hmm. um, so that's management fee plus a $78 annual fee and their index style investment option has a fee of 0.577 yep. plus the $78 fee so um, the superannuation probably isn't quite as competitive no. um, as what you might find elsewhere um, but again there's ease of use um, yep. the ability to you know have an uncomplicated you know, investment um, starting with a very low amount I, I think you know it's important with with micro investing to understand the fee so mm-hmm. you know I've had a look and I can see what the fees are what does that mean you need you need to really understand what's happening there yeah yeah um, and, and it just right then raises a question if if all they're charging is $2.50 a month to mm. an investor, that absolutely would not be enough for them to be making any money. No. 
No. By the time they employ staff and investment managers and you know, all, the whole, the and all the compliance stuff that yeah. they have to do yeah. and, and to be able to operate the business, $2.50 a month would not be cutting it as far as making a profit goes. So they're making money somewhere else. Yeah. All right. And where are they making that? Um, potentially, well, there'd be some internal workings around buy and sell costs, etc. that they'd be arbitraging and trying mm-hmm. to make a profit on. Mm-hmm. Um They'd be selling information around investor behaviour, yep. probably. Yep. Right, not your individual investor behaviour, no, but, but generic con- information. Conglomeration. Yep. So they'd be making money out of that and um, and advertising. Yep. So they'd be looking to um, attract advertisers to you know advertise on their platform, etc. So they have to make money to operate a business, otherwise it doesn't work. Um, but what is opaque is actually how they are making money. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, which, which is problematic in the mm-hmm. investment world. Mm-hmm. So, so boiling it back down to the, you know, I think it was Amir's question: Are they okay? Like, yeah. Well, is it a good idea? Yeah, to, is to it a good some, idea? Yeah, yeah. Well, boiling it down, if if anything is opaque in in investment, you know, in the investment industry particularly, mm-hmm. um, you need to be very, 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 very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is a that's a bigger you know that's a big red flag. Yeah. Um, so that's probably some good advice there to go. Well, if it's not clear, yeah. you need to find or use someone who is clear. But one one thing that I that's always not a, not annoyed, I guess, bugged me a little bit with a lot of these little micro investing platforms, and it's just the nature of the beast because they've got to um, combine everyone's money together, yeah. but. They're usually custodial assets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, usually, yeah. so, mm-hmm. so what that means is you might be the beneficial owner, but you're not the direct owner. Mm-hmm. So, compare that to a, you know, chess sponsored um, share broking account. So, just your any old, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, share broking account, whether you've opened with Comsec or Westpac or ANZ Trade, whatever it is. Um, you know, you are effectively the owner of those assets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's a pretty important distinction because. If that company potentially, and I'm talking about the company you're investing through, potentially mm-hmm. goes bankrupt, mm-hmm. um, you possibly don't have recourse to all your money that you've originally invested. So that, that is actually a pretty important thing to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Now, there's a lot of businesses that are operate under the custodial sort of mm-hmm. structure. Some are better than others at doing it, and some have a history of doing it um, and doing it well. So that's just another thing to sort of consider. So, you know, it's not very clear that Mm. although you're the beneficial owner, so if you sell it, you pay tax. If you Mm. get income, you pay, you know, you you declare that income. But the owner is actually, you know, another level uh, above. So just a little thing to to consider. I know a lot of them are Mm. custodial um, Mm. assets. Yeah. Um, there's another platform called Raise. Um, in, in the last episode we did, yeah, I, we spoke, uh, about, yeah, Raise, spoke about Raise. But um, yeah, Raise is a, an interesting idea where, um, at a reasonably, seems like a low cost, but is it? Um, at, a, yeah, at a low entry point, you can get yeah. access to um, a number of diversified exchange traded funds yeah. um, that have been you know, that, that Raise funnels your money money mm-hmm. into. Um, it's, it's the one that has a roundup. So if you link your bank account to yep. it, and you you can choose how you round up. But um, if, you know you yeah, can round up to a dollar. Yeah. So if you is, buy yeah. buy something that costs you know a dollar ninety, a dollar eighty, all right. 
it'll actually take an extra twenty cents from your bank account and yep. invest it yep. um, into. You, you the set those. You, you set, set those parameters, parameters of course. Yeah, so you can set it to a ten dollar roundup yep. where if you buy something for a dollar, it takes yep. nine dollars and, yep. and rounds up. Um, but it's just that concept of little bits over time compounding yeah. um, adds to a lot. Here's a, here's a question though, Steve. Yeah. Is is that solution alone going to make you wealthy? Um, probably, probably. Well, what does wealthy mean? It'll make yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll mean that we have more money than you would have otherwise. Of, of right? course, I'm being yeah. pretty generic about it, and I'm yeah. saying, is it is it going to be the difference between all of a sudden you wake up and you've got a million dollar share portfolio? Mm. Probably no. not. No. Well, it's very rare to all of a sudden wake up and have a million dollar share portfolio. <laughs> isn't it? You know? So maybe a twenty year old. Listen to doing enough episodes of the Money Men, you might. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe a twenty year old doing over fifty years and rounding up. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, could. could I, but, um, of course, it could but, theoretically. Yeah, I, what I and yeah, there are other. There's Invest Smart and there's Sharesies and there's um, you know, lots of other different ones. Yeah. So we won't, we won't delve into all of them. What what they do is allow people to get started and learn. Mm-hmm. Is, is where I see them, which is beneficial. Which is beneficial, right? So the the more people, and it's generally younger people who, who get involved in micro investing because they don't have a lot of spare cash flow and they they want to use it to invest, which is great. Yep. And this gives them um, the ability to do it and get yep. started. But what I see is that. The management fees of the underlying investments are generally higher than what you would find in a good quality index funds, mm-hmm. um, which means that your returns would generally be lower yep. over long periods of time. Yep. So that will have an impact on your long-term wealth creation. Yep. I, I would see or hope that after a period of time when a, a, when a certain amount of, of wealth has been generated in that platform that people might then go to something that's a bit more transparent, lower cost, and go in with a plan in mind. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you could amass a little bit mm. um, just to just for the purpose of educating. Getting started. Getting educating started. and getting started and, and, and building to and, a certain but, point. But it's not going to form, it probably is not the solution to form the core of your wealth accumulation. Is that reasonable? I believe that. Yeah. That's my belief. Yeah. Right. Maybe a limiting belief, um, but um, it's you know, might, yeah, might, yeah. It's there, once you you reach a certain level of investing, it's actually going to be better in in a lot of cases to go down the path of um, normal and invest in transparent, lower cost, yeah. um, strong investments. Yeah, there'd, there'd yeah. be a terminal value mm. of that account in mm. these micro investments mm. that, and all of them have different fee schedules. Of course, yep. they do, but there will be a number. That you go, okay, it is better off somewhere else at this point in time. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I guess the unfortunate thing, if if there is money being made um, that isn't transparent, then that's ultimately, in a lot of instances, coming off your return. Mm-hmm. And if that's coming off your return, then that means you accumulated at a rate lower than you possibly could have otherwise. Yep. So that, that that's that's an issue. Yeah, you, you, you just don't get good quality services for free. For $2. Yeah, for $2.50 a month. Yeah, so on, in, in that product, you could have half a million dollars in there and you're only paying $2.50 a month. But I can assure you, you'll be paying somewhere else. Yeah. I don't this, know where. Yeah, I don't know where, but you'll be paying somewhere else. Um, 
Okay, so... But, but it brings us, if we... Okay, so we just... That's the micro-investing. We did mention Spaceship Offer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we're going to quickly talk about we're Spaceship. Gonna, we're going yeah. to quickly talk about Spaceship because we... Okay, so we've talked about some of the positives and we've flagged, you know, um, you know, we're we're sceptics at heart, I guess, a lot of the time, especially... Yeah, we're, that's our that's our job is to look for the risks. Yeah, yeah, to know? look yeah, for the risks. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. And and you know, I know we're not slandering these organisations mm. in any way, but we are sceptical. And I guess you know, an example that is public is mm. Spaceship superannuation product. So not their micro investing platform, but their superannuation product has mm. been you know dogged with some um, plagued with some real issues, hasn't it? Um, mm. In in the last couple of years, where you know ASIC have flagged them as having huge governance mm. issues. Um, but they're still sort of operating, um, which in my personal view um, and my professional view, that, that's problematic. Um, so, you know, it's just worth noting that although some of these things open up and they're flagged, you know, they're touted as being, you know, really, really great, go a couple of years down the track and there's clearly some really large issues with the organisations that, uh, you know, going to cause problems. Yeah, or with people you know, running the organisation. So the, the issue with Spaceship is that, you know, their um, capital director and chairman of Spaceship Capital was, has been banned from um, performing function, functions as an officer and responsible manager of a financial services business for two years. It's pretty because major. It, yeah, it, essentially... Um, they put his head in the sand and, and ignored some things that were happening in the business that were pretty ordinary, um, thinking that it wasn't his problem. Now, that's poor governance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and ASIC has come in and, and you know, imposed a penalty. But, you know, previous to that, um, you know, the... Um, I think the... Who was it? The, was the chairman. The chairman. Um, the CEO, one of them. CEO, one of them, was... Um, was Lighted on their directors... Uh, yeah, well, we'll lied in regard to... Well, we've got someone else to do their... Qualification. Um, their qualification. director's yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't do it at all. We've got someone else within the organisation to do their studies. Yeah. Um, so they've been banned for six years. You know? So yeah. you, you look at that and, and things like that are less likely to happen with larger, more scrutinised... Businesses. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're not saying that they haven't happened and they don't happen. Of course, of course, of course, these things do happen. But you just need to try and understand. Well, how do you insulate yourself from that risk? Yeah. Um, and and there are certain ways that you know we we believe and use to try and insulate yourself around that risk um, in our professional day jobs. But if that's happening. Um, and I'm using a spaceship super as an example. If that's happening, what else is happening? Mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or what else could potentially happen? Like, yeah. is there a cultural issue around, you know, yeah, don't worry about that. Mm. The investor doesn't need to know this. Or, mm. you know, and I'm not, I'm not making accusations at all, but there's yeah. clearly an that's issue a, that exists. Potential, potential risk with, with smaller businesses. Yeah, there's potential risk. So, you know, if you're the custodial holder of those assets, mm. sorry, if you're owning it, and they're, 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 you're the beneficial owner, um, but you're not really owning the asset. Uh, do you want that situation? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, so, I, I personally don't. Yeah. Um, so I guess the message, Amir, is, um, you know, use it to start out. Yeah. Um, but be careful and probably don't maintain them for a long-term wealth creation strategy. Yeah, it's not the core. It's yeah. not the core. Yeah. yeah. Um, good to get started. I'm all for Educate. education, yeah. people getting a start, but don't think that they're the solution to real 
planned wealth creation. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mean to sink that ship at the end. I, no, I was no, just... No, you were... Sorry, you're going hard on them. Yeah, so, sorry, spaceship. <laughs> um, but listen, we're not saying they're bad. We're just saying they've had... Some issues. issues, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, positives there. Um, but as with any investment, make sure you're taking a good deep dive into what the fees are mm-hmm. and, and what the real cost to you is. So, you know, on, on a super product that's charging 0.916%, that's not, that's not much money. doesn't sound like a lot on $1,000. Mm-hmm. But if you've got half a million dollars invested... When in, there could be an alternative investment charging 0.2 or 0.3. That's a lot of money. Then it's a big difference, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, we'll move on. Okay. But we did our best, Amir. Um, so next time we catch up, you can thank me by letting me beat you in squash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, what are we talking about next? The uh, just, building wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a. I mean, it's just a question I'm getting. Um, not a question. Just, mm. a, just a probably um, people are coming at this at the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Now, so what are they coming at from the wrong build, direction? Building wealth and mm. understanding how to retire comfortably, or being be in a position where they can retire, or mm-hmm. fund a year off, or whatever, whatever their objective is, mm-hmm. um, and it's around money, isn't it? Yep. Now, you know, clients or prospective clients are saying, "Well, okay, we just want to." make some money, build some assets. Mm-hmm. Now, the question should be, how much income do you require at the point that you're not earning stuff? Oh, yeah. you're not you're so, not earning so, a lot of yeah, stuff. So, you're not earning a wage. <laughs> so can you boil it down and say, why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I want to I want to do this investment. I want you I want to invest yeah, money. Property, shares, yeah. whatever it is, the, this the, amount. The overriding question should be why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and then following that as you said is Generally, it would be because you want to have a certain level of income. Yeah, yeah, because um, supporting you yeah. throughout a period of time. Yeah, because retirement usually. It, yeah. It's not a. It's not the asset or the capital, in a lot of instances, that buys the bread and milk. Mm. You know, so it's not the. It's not the investment property that was worth five hundred thousand that's now worth a million. Mm. It's the income that's being generated from that property as far as rental return is concerned. And yes, I understand that the in examples you could say, yeah, we could sell it, but you've got to sell it and then place that capital somewhere to then peel it off and fund fund needs. But simplistically speaking, it's not the value of the or the price of the underlying asset. It's actually the income that you're looking to obtain in a lot of instances. Um, So and I don't I don't think you're saying that you need to develop a level of assets that will generate all the income that you need. I'm absolutely yeah. not saying that. Um, but the focus shouldn't be on, hey, let's try and build, buy assets and build up wealth. It wealth. should be why. Yeah. Why? What are yeah. you looking to achieve yeah. by doing this? Yeah. And then you can select the right assets and investments and the balance to in the mix. Yeah. to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, and you've got to remember, like, you know, you most people, most people out there aren't going to be in a position to accumulate enough assets that it just you perpetually supplements their income yeah. needs. Well, most, yeah, as as we see, the majority of people who are you know, setting up a retirement plan, they they're actually going to use their assets. They're going to spend their assets over the course of their retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not they're not going to have enough 
of a pot to be able to just live off the interest or the earnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because that would require millions of dollars. Yeah, and, um, and, and, and most most Australians don't retire with millions of dollars. No, that, that that's exactly right. But if if it's done right and it's you know and it's calculated, you can actually ascertain the income need and then build work backwards to build up the asset. Yeah. You know what you need in accumulated assets, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I th- I just think that's a pretty important thing because people go. I want to do. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm. Why? Yeah. And then boil it down again. Mm. Um, you know, when you're not working, what do you physically need to have coming into your household to buy the bread and milk? You know, mm-hmm. put, yeah. you know, put food on the table. Yeah, and, uh, it, it, yeah. and listen, we're not bagging people out for having not understanding this because that's what financial planning is all about. But but there is yeah. that tendency for people, you know, I'll see people and they say, oh, we're seeing you because we want to buy an investment property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, why? Because yeah. we we want to, we want to, you know, we want to hold on to it and it'll be worth lots of money and why? Why? Yeah. Why? Wait, is that the right thing for you to invest? And, and I'm not saying that isn't, but why? What do you want to achieve? If you're, if you're 50 now and you want to retire at 65, the fundamental um, question and the answer that we need to help build a financial plan is what do you want your retirement to look like? Yeah. And how much money coming into your household will you need to fund yeah, that? Yeah. Or, or you know, the, the often the, the question that comes up is, I want you to make me more money. Mm. Well, that's fine. We might be able to we might be able to do things on the fringes to enhance your wealth. Mm-hmm. However, if that does nothing to actually hit the income target you need at mm. the point that you're not working. There's no point. Mm. Yeah. What, 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 what was the, what was the point in utilising something that may make you worth a little bit more at mm. a you know mm. predetermined date in the future yeah. versus what you actually need to fund an income? So mm. you know, and I have that conversation quite often. I go, I don't want to be that person standing at the end there going. You ran out of money. (laughs) So I want to be very clear at the front end. Why are we doing this? How much do you need? Yeah. And it results in a a much deeper conversation and understanding um, and buy-in from all parties. Yeah, it's a more interesting conversation then. Um, It's a far far better conversation and plan to say... um, we want to get you to a point where you can retire at 65 and enjoy a retirement lifestyle requiring $70,000 of money per year Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Yep. Okay. Once you understand what the goal is, then you can work out how to achieve it. And did you see us mention anything about you being worth a million, Mm. two million, Mm. 1.5 million? Mm. There's a, you know, that, that, that converse, that, that, that metric doesn't come into this hmm. initial conversation or calculus hmm. in a lot of hmm. instances. Yeah. Um, it exists; it's it's relevant, hmm. but it's just not that it's just not that important at the front end. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, it's not something people need to understand because again, this is what we do. This and is what we do in our day jobs. Do, yeah, yeah. But people often come at it the at the wrong angle. That's what I meant. They yeah. go, "All right, I want to build wealth. Hmm. Okay, why?" Hmm. So you can bring it back to a short-term goal and say, you know, someone who's got a goal, Some I've seen it where they say, I, I want to buy a new car in two years. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, why? All right, so because... I want a new car. Because I want a new car, that's quite often the answer. But, <laughs> but or it might just be because that's you know, an overriding goal, they really want to do that, yep. they want to have reliable transport. Then there's a whole lot of other questions. Um, what sort of car? 
how much will it cost, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Once we know what the goal is, then we can work backwards and say, well, well for you to achieve that, you is actually it, need to do this. This, this, And this. if you can't do this, then you're not going to be able to achieve it. Yep. Right, so. yep. Anyway, good point. Um, yeah, people often look at it just as, you know, we need to make money. We need to grow grow assets, mm. but why? What, especially when it comes to retirement planning, what do you envisage your retirement costing you? Yep. Um, and then work backwards from there. What do, we, what do we say to people who are spending all the money that they earn when they see us for the ter- first time? General, generally, we say... <laughs> I'm going to be careful with how I answer the question, Steve. <laughs> well, generally, we say, well, we've got to find a way that you don't. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you can't actually do anything. Yeah. You can't buy an investment yeah. property. You can't invest yeah. in shares. You can't do anything because yeah. you haven't got enough money to support yeah. it. You're, you know? spending, you're, you're spending, spending too you're much. You're spending more, more yeah. than you earn. Okay. All right. That's that. We've got a little bit of time just to cover gifting money in Australia. Hmm. So gifting money comes with all sorts of tips, uh, traps and, and tax consequences and and horrible things and death duties and stuff, doesn't it? It's in Australia? It's quite often, no. Hmm. That's um, what's thought. Yeah, that's, yeah, what's, that's, that's generally, what's thought. generally what people yeah. think, so, isn't it? So, you know, a lot of people think, you know, if, we, if I'm to give someone some a large sum of money, there's got to be some implication on me. Is there mm. some implication on the on the recipient? So the gift giver and the recipient often don't quite understand um, that in Australia, mm. if I gift... You know, in this instance, if I give Steve $10,000 of tax-paid money, Mm -hmm. um, so money in my bank account for the the purpose of the example, there is no implications on me. Mm -hmm. There are no implications on Steve other than the interest that he may earn on that $10,000 that's now in his bank account that Mm -hmm. he has to declare on his tax return. So there is is no no implications. uh, And we're talking about cash money here, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah, of of course we are. 100 100 grand in your bank account, you want to give it to your your son or daughter. Yeah. Um, Then there are no... No implications other than the fact that you as a person won't have $100,000 anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. And your child will. Um, Yeah, yeah. um, So there there are no... But um, it often comes into play or conversation when people are retired and on um, age pension benefits Mm -hmm. um, and they ask, you know, know, I can't gift money. I'm only allowed to gift $10,000 a year up to $30,000 over five years. So they know the rule. But... That isn't what they're allowed to give. That's that's what they can gift without there being any impl- negative, negative impl- implication on, on their payment. On their payment. Yeah. And in fact, there won't be a negative Im- implication on their payment. They won't get paid any more as a result of gifting more than the limits. Mm-hmm. Right. So it just means they won't have the money, it's and exactly, they won't get any more age pension. Exactly right. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. So there's, a, so there's actually very little implication, if anything. Yeah. Um, what, what what happens is 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 the government uh, or Centrelink says. Um, you no longer have that money because you've gifted it. Mm-hmm. But if you've gifted more than ten thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars over a five-year period, we're still going to count you've got it. Yeah. Right. yeah so, so we'll still assess your assets asset. and income. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's and, and we will view you like you had that, that money. Yeah. But after five years, hmm. you don't have that money. Yeah. And so, if any appropriate adjustment needs to be made hmm. to your age pension or or, or you know pension payment, hmm. um, then it will be made at that point hmm. in time, like you didn't have that money. Um, now, you know, if we boil it down a bit further, most people on age pension aren't going to be 
gifting huge amounts of money because they're already on age pension. Um, so it means that they've met a threshold as far as, you know, their assets are generally concerned. So, you know, it's probably the exception rather than the rule. But for most people out there who have large sums of money in their bank account and are considering if they gift it to a family member, friend, whatever, whatever the, you know, whatever, whoever the recipient is, there's no implications on you mm-hmm. as the gift giver. And there's no implications on the recipient mm-hmm. as far as tax is concerned, um, yeah. you know, as far as, you know, what you're allowed to gift. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right, I, yeah. I, I just think that it's misunderstood that yeah. if people give gift or give large sums of money that there are some implications that exist and they yeah. need to be careful or do it in different, you know, separate tranches. So, so I totally understand that we're talking about cash money that's had tax paid on it. All right. Yeah. Now, if you if you had an investment property and wanted to gift it to a friend or a child, then there are implications. Yeah. Not not on the person you're gifting to, potentially, um, but on you because yeah. there's you know there'd, there'd be transaction costs, capital gains tax, potentially, you know those sorts of things. Share portfolios, the same sorts of things. Yeah, same you know, same, same thing. Yeah. But you know, if you had a share portfolio and you were selling it down to then gift to the cash, mm. well. You know, you'd be able to gift. You'd be able to gift as much as you like. Gift as much as you like. You have to understand that you can't. You can't just sell it down and not. You know, there's potential tax implications. Yeah, yeah, there's potential potential implications to you. There's no potential implication to the the recipient. Recipient. Yeah. You know, largely. So. Yeah. um, But you know, you got money in your bank account. You want to give it away. You can give it away, and there'll be no adverse consequence other than the fact that you no longer have the money. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't give it all away. All right, good point. All right, we've been running for 45 minutes. Okay. That's usually our time limit. That's so we'll, um, we'll leave it at that for today. The 8th of June will be out there on the airwaves on the 9th of June. Tomorrow. Yeah, it yeah. will be. Um, I thought we'll, you meant we were recording another podcast and no, thought, no. Steve, I don't, know, I don't know if I can do that. No, no, we're only, <laughs> we're only doing the one a fortnight. <laughs> So we'll catch everyone again in a fortnight. Yep. Uh, make sure you get the word out. Um, great movement. Yeah, um, review would be review. good. It'd be yep, good to see a few more reviews. Uh, more through. questions. Thanks again, Amir, for, for your question yeah, thanks, and, Amir. And, um, and asking us to talk about micro-investing. That's a good one. And we'll catch up again in two weeks. All right. See you later, see everyone. Later. Bye.